just want to say thank y'all for walking me here after the trade with open arms, man. It made my experience that much better. This group of guys let me do what I do on the floor. Coach Nick let me do what I do. And now we got a championship. Thank you. And like they said, enjoy this. Enjoy this moment. And have fun with it. Aha, ha, ha, ha. South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair. It was one year ago that Peter Kay and I recorded an episode, episode 61, entitled Therapy, in which we emoted on this podcast our displeasure for the way the Toronto Raptors got swept by the Cleveland Cavaliers again in round two of the playoffs again. This year, we are celebrating a championship. Welcome to a special edition of the South of the Six podcast. We are part of the StadiumScene.tv network and part of the Overtime Media crew, and we are champions. Joining me is the icon, the showstopper, the main event, the entertaining and sexy, the champion himself. Mr. Peter HBK of Life and Repeat. Peter, how's it going? Adam, you're going to have to speak louder. I'm at the jeweler getting my finger measured for a fucking championship ring. What a difference a year makes. Look how excited I am, Adam. I'm not even on Blue Chew, and I'm just excited. I know you've told me it works well for you, so this is how excited I'm feeling. Uh, I'm so glad Blue Chew is a sponsor this week. Look, it is the absolute antithesis of last year's episode. Hold on. Last year's <laughs> cheers. postseason cheers episode, the, the therapy session. This is serenity right here. We are in a moment of bliss that should last the entire summer. Um, I don't know about you, Peter, but I am overwhelmed. And even though it's been about five days later, we were recording this Tuesday evening, it still hasn't clicked for me. And I don't know if this is because of years of conditioning myself to be let down by not just the Raptors, but Toronto teams in general, not being taken seriously, just being a meme and the brunt of the joke. I still can't believe it's real. Where are you with this championship accomplishment? Last year, we, we, we were pretty raw and emotional and devastated in our therapy session. And this run to a title, it's almost, uh, you just said, it's surreal. It's, 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 it's like walking on a cloud. I, I don't believe it. I think at some point I'm going to wake up and we will have been eliminated in the second round again. <laughs> but that's not happening. And this playoff run, this season, was almost storybook. You, you, if a if bunch of writers sat down to try to write the best story possible on how the Raptors could win the title, they would not have pr- approached this level of fun that this ride has been from losing game one to the Orlando Magic where Lowry (laughs) had zero points to book ending it with Lowry painting his masterpiece in game six in Oakland you could not have scripted it better we lose game one to the magic we blow them out that we beat them four in a row we walk into Orlando we beat them twice we finish it off at home We play Philly. Probably, Zach Lowe wrote about it, probably the biggest inflection point was being down 2-1 in Philly going into game four. Kawhi with that three-pointer with a minute left to extend the lead to four. We even the series. 
we take it in game seven. And that's the last time you and I, I believe we chatted after that game seven, that was storybook. What Vince Carter couldn't do in 2001, Kawhi Leonard did in 2019, same spot of the court, same game in the series, same opponent. You could not have scripted it better. (laughs) Kawhi is the ultimate eraser of, of insecurities, of, of past feelings of failure. That shot, I feel, created a blank slate. We fell down 2-0 to Milwaukee. Reason for concern, maybe we go to double overtime in game three. We could be down 3 nothing, but we storm back four in a row against Milwaukee. You couldn't have scripted it better. We go up against the five-time Western Conference champion, the three-time champ going for their fourth ring, going for their three-peat, a dynasty that everyone said could not be beat. We walked in to their house with our boots muddy. We sat on their couch. We put our feet on their coffee table in Oakland, and we asked their wife to bring us a beer. And that's exactly (laughs) what happened. We walked into Oakland three times. If somebody told me at the beginning of this finals that we walked into Oakland and won once, I would have said, oh, thank God. Thank my blessings that happened. We won twice. (laughs) I wouldn't have believed you. We won three times. I would have slapped you and told you you're being silly. But here we are, Adam. We are NBA champions. And yes, I use the we. That's me. That's Adam. That's Adam's faithful listeners. We are all (laughs) NBA champions. And we should all be measuring our fingers now for a fucking championship ring. Speaking of... (laughs) buying things, you know, buying a ring or what have you. Have you uh, pretty much drained your credit card with all this merch? Because I got to tell you, uh, I might be a couple hundred dollars in debt right now as a result of this. Can I tell you my most... (laughs) I don't even know what the right word is. My most... um, Expensive? Maybe expensive, but the most purchase that'll come in the mail and my wife will look at me funny. (laughs) Was it the Larry OB? It was. I ordered a... Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And that's going right on my mantle, right beside my wedding pictures, right beside other important moments in my life. That title will be there. Title number one. I'm ready for more. You got to do it, man. And you know, at the jump of the show, I mentioned the therapy uh, episode. I don't reference uh, past episodes much, mostly because this is not really an episodic podcast. It's mostly like a current event podcast when it comes to the Raptors and the Blue Jays. And for this uh, sake of this podcast, it's the Raptors. It's really hard to reach back into old episodes and really listen to them from front to back, only because the the moments pass and we're, we're dealing with so much new things in the moment. But when it comes to episode 61, I highly encourage anybody that is listening to this show right now, if you have the time, if you have two hours, because this is probably going to be an hour-long podcast, if you have an extra hour, hit pause on this, go to episode 61, and listen to that episode, because the mood is the exact opposite of what this episode is going to be about it is night and day in comparison and there is no one else that i would rather talk about this with than you peter because this is it this is what it means to suffer for years and years and years as a raptors fan this is what it means and this is the merit of sticking with your team no matter what i imagine in the 90s It was quite easy to be a Chicago Bulls fan. Quite easy. I imagine in the early 2000s, it was quite easy to be an L.A. Lakers fan. I imagine current day, it is quite easy, with the exception of this year, to be a Golden State Warriors fan. No one can measure up to how sweet this feels than Toronto Raptors fans right now. There were 3 million-plus people at the parade, three million plus. I have never heard that ma- that large of a population of people going out to celebrate an NBA championship in my life. Toronto, this one is for you. Yeah, and I think someone posted on Twitter today when Kawhi won his title in San Antonio. They were impressed that sixty thousand people yeah. showed up. Right? Oh yeah, and 
I, I said from the very outset, I even think I said it on your podcast at the beginning of the season, I don't know what percentage, but it is a percentage. The fans will pay, will play a part in Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's recruitment. There is nothing like having an entire city backing you up, an entire country backing you up. You win in... Chicago, the United States isn't celebrating your title. Chicago's celebrating your title. You win in Toronto. All of Canada is celebrating your title. That was witnessed by all the Jurassic Parks, the record ratings. And this, and also, too, you're seeing people, this was the road presence throughout the year. They're playing in non-Toronto markets. There's a fan base of Canadian fans showing up to the games, drowning out the hometown fans with their Let's Go Raptors chants. And I got to be part of that one this year. I was in Madison Square Garden for Marcus All's first game, and it felt like we took over the New York crowd, that they started having to pipe in cheer uh, booze over us to drown us out. Out. And that's exactly what happened. Their fans weren't drowning us out. The arena itself was drowning us out because the Raptors fans, we were getting out of control. We were making it a home game. We saw it in the finals games with hundreds of fans congregating to the lower bowl, singing the national anthem, serenading the players. And this was also a good reminder to how many times have you heard a non-Canadian analyst say, Look at this response here. I can't believe it. This is this is amazing. Yeah. This finals put Toronto on the map in the sense that it gave us the appropriate venue to share with the world what we already knew. Toronto fans are the best in the NBA because you're not just representing Toronto, you're representing an entire country. You're representing a very diverse population and that is you can't replicate that. And you saw that with the two to three billion people that showed up at the parade. You saw that with the NBA store experiencing record sales. Their site crashed at one point because they couldn't handle the volume of traffic. And I guarantee you, there's an executive board meeting happening in the not too distant <laughs> future, or that hasn't happened yet, where they're like, okay, wow. <laughs> Maybe if we do a little Christmas game jersey or shirt, we're going to sell millions of these. Oh, wow. If we combine the Canadian and American ratings, this was better than any of the Cleveland Golden State ratings. This was sort of a slap in the face, a wake-up call to the league to just how much they were ignoring the neighbor in the north, the lone non-American team. And I think a lot of people are going to wake up and realize there's a lot of money to make here. This is not just Canadians. This they are having sales in the States from expatriates, Canadians living in the States now buying their merch. People like you, Adam, buying their merch. This is a wake-up call to the league. We shook the NBA snow globe. We turned it upside down. And this finals run put Toronto on the map. If you're a player who's thinking of maybe changing teams down the road and you watched the, the, the parade, you saw the Jurassic Park where there's over 50,000 people lining the streets to watch this. You saw the backing that Kawhi Leonard and this team had. New Balance can't keep a shirt on the shelf in Toronto. This finals run was a wake-up call that there's money to be made by pushing and backing the Toronto Raptors. And the last part that is missing, give us our Christmas Day game. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. And it's long overdue, isn't it? It's long overdue that this type of attention ought to be granted to Toronto and the Raptors. It's long overdue that this team ought to be taken seriously. Because I don't, look, I know it's difficult for fans that don't follow this team to really understand the history and to really understand the backing. And that's why I'm this sort of anomaly, right? Because I am on the outside, but I, you know, inundated myself in this atmosphere with you guys and chose. At the, you know to, to seek out TSN games or Sportsnet games over the ABC games. I did not watch one game 
on ABC. Not one. Not one on the finals. Not one. I purposely sought out the Canadian broadcast. One, because it's comfortable. Right? I, I love... I, even though he's not, like, the best of play-by-play guys, I have a special place in my heart for Matt Devlin. And, of course, Leo, you know, whatever. But when it comes to Jack, he's the voice, man. I love Jack, you know? Everybody loves Jack. And... It wouldn't treasure. Yeah, he's a national. He's a fucking saint. And there's no way that I'm watching a championship being achieved without their voices echoing in my head, right? I need to have that experience. And it's weird that no, it, it's taken this for people to wake up. It's and I know that might be an obvious statement. I know when a team wins a championship. All of a sudden, they're taken a little bit more seriously. That is just the order of things. But you're right. There is still more to come. There is no way, no way, even if Danny Green leaves, even if Kawhi leaves, or if Marcus Gasol leaves, Toronto Raptors are getting a fucking Christmas Day game. And this has been a hot topic with you and I. We have discussed this ad nauseum on this show. But guess what? It's happening. This would be the first time the NBA does not include their reigning, defending, undisputed champions on Christmas Day. And goddamn it, they're going to do it. And it's going to be amazing. This is just the start, Peter. This is the domino effect right now. And it starts here. Toronto is going to be taken seriously. Toronto is going to be a, probably... A destination, as you said, for free agents. Look, even if, and we'll get to this later, but even if Kawhi does not stay, the response and the reception from these people, it's not just because of Kawhi. It's a team thing. And you might have a star-studded free agent saying, I want to be that. I want to go there. I want that reception. I want that attention. Because tell me, besides maybe LeBron James and maybe Curry and maybe KD, where are you seeing NBA stars plastered downtown on huge billboards or posters? Where are you seeing it? You're seeing it in Toronto. And NBA players are taking notice. I promise you they are because they are business-savvy individuals. They're taking notice and saying, I could be that. You're, you're absolutely right. And let's, there's also the murals around town, right? And this, this finals run, whether for the younger generation or for people who are sort of paying attention on the periphery, it grabbed their full attention. It created a moment. It created the, our version of sort of the, the touch them all Joe, mm-hmm. the, the Jose Batista bat flip, the Donaldson dash. We had Kawhi's four bounces. Um, we had his dunk over Giannis, and we had this, that, the, the, this amazing finals run where we stomped the defending champs. And even though it went to six games and the Warriors put up a fight, I think history will sort of look back and say, it's kind of a fluke the Warriors won two games against this Raptors team. When you, when you start digging deep into the numbers and how the, the defeats shaked out for the Raptors in the finals. But you're absolutely right. This is a new era. This is a new day. This is a new dawning in Toronto. And man, we are a champion. And that can't you can't take that back we will always have 2019 we've made it incredibly difficult for Kawhi Leonard to walk away and even if he walks away he's gonna have that nagging voice in his head saying did I just really walk away from that yeah and that is almost that is just as important and Leonard he knew nothing about Toronto he knew nothing about Canada Today it's just that country. Uh, it's a, that country above the states. But now he got to be immersed in it. He got to experience it. He got to see the diversity of this population. He got to see how these fans care. We care about soccer, uh, basketball, the way you see soccer fans care about soccer. There is a pride in this team winning that that can't be measured. That can't even be properly explained or put into words. And what we and this team accomplished it. And like I said, Kawhi Leonard, man, the eraser of insecurities, the eraser of past defeats. He is a blank slate. And I'm on my hands and knees 
praying that he comes back, if only just to defend the title. You need to defend the title. You need to walk into Christmas Day and being announced as the finals MVP for the Toronto Raptors. You have to. Um, so let's let's dive into that. I didn't really want to... I wanted to say this to the end, but we're already setting it up, so let, let's just go into it. Um, so right now, um, the rumor, of course... I don't, if there's anything I've learned throughout the entire season when it comes to Kawhi Leonard and rumors, don't take them seriously until something happens. So, anybody, I know Woj is this, you know, this figure that people rely on for their news. He's very, he's in the know, his finger is on the pulse. I wouldn't doubt what he's saying is true. I'm just not fully buying in yet like I would other rumors. So when it comes to Kawhi Leonard, the rumor right now is that it's coming down to the Clippers or the Raptors. That doesn't surprise me, right? Throughout this entire season, everyone's saying that he's always wanted to play for the Clippers. He even said it himself. It came from his mouth that he didn't like the Lakers growing up. So that's probably out of the question, especially with the addition of LeBron James and Anthony Davis on that team. I don't think Kawhi Leonard wants to be this guy that's the third wheel on the team, even though I think he's probably going to be and probably has proven to be better than both of them this past season. Uh, the the focus will be on Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard would probably be in the background. I don't know that he wants to be second fiddle to LeBron, so I'm putting that aside. When it comes to the Clippers, I just don't see anything that could be legitimately offered to him other than location. And it's going to come down to whether or not location is that important to not just him, but his girlfriend and his family as well. So if that's what it comes down to, if he's like, look, I just want to be home, I get it. Kawhi Leonard, and I know this is not what people want to hear, especially not after winning a championship, but the champagne is dried, the confetti is cleared off, and the crowd has dispersed. Kawhi Leonard owes Toronto nothing. He owes this organization and this fan base nothing. He accomplished the quote-unquote impossible. He gave us a championship. He let us taste immortality, and we have it until this time next season. No matter what, we are champions, and it's in the history books. It will be in the rafters at the Scotiabank Arena, period, end of story. So if Kawhi Leonard decides to leave, we wipe our hands, we give him a round of applause, and he will always be immortalized in the city. Always. And that is something that I also think is rare, because how many times has that happened, save for DeMar DeRozan? How many times, and unlike DeMar DeRozan, how many times has someone left on their own volition and Toronto fans have welcomed warmly? This is going to be a huge offseason, not just for Kawhi Leonard, not just for the NBA, but for the future of this Toronto Raptors franchise. Yeah, I, I want to touch on a couple of things you said. Sure. I, don't, I, I agree that Kawhi Leonard is not interested in the traditional forming of a super team. Hell, he's proof that you don't need a super team. Oh, yeah. You need, you need, I mean, not to, I'm not saying that to downgrade any of the other players on the Raptors because. The, the, this Raptor squad was was loaded. Kawhi Leonard was sort of the gravitational. He was the sun, and all the other players were the planets, um, gravitating around him. Mm -hmm. And he's he proved that he's the super team destroyer. I don't see him joining up with LeBron James, with Anthony Davis, and leaving one of the most well-run organizations in the league, helmed by probably the best decision maker in the league to go to that Lakers dysfunction and maybe the Clippers can make a case for being a a very good organization as well but man it's gonna be hard for Kawhi to leave this to leave Masai Ujiri to leave what Masai Ujiri has built and this brings me back to sort of um let's let's think of san antonio right sure yeah so they draft tim duncan and suddenly people like popovich and rc buford they're they're, they're labeled geniuses duncan leaves we kind of see man maybe maybe it was more duncan than than these guys right they, they let Kawhi leonard fall through their fingers by by playing by being foolish in terms of listening to him in his injury and having his teammates question him so 
I will say Tim Duncan joined the team. Those players became smart. Messiah Jerry was already smart. I would love to see what Messiah Jerry can do with a big commitment from Kawhi Leonard. Messiah Jerry doesn't need a superstar to validate him as a top decision maker. This is what Messiah Jerry, when he traded DeRozan, he fired Dwayne Casey. And I and that and I guess the story came out not too long ago. He kind of could have had Coach Bud, but he he made another unconventional decision and said, you know, I I like this Nick Nurse guy, and he went with him. All of his decisions have paid off. I want to see what Messiah Jerry, a master chess player, can do with a commitment from Kawhi. Because if if Kawhi stays, if Messiah Jerry's here, and I have no reason to to think he won't be. What Masai is going to do, what Masai is going to build, this could be a dynasty. And I, I don't want to throw that word out after one victory because we do have some aging players. But I want to see what a smart GM and president of basketball operations can do when you have a player like Kawhi Leonard who's planted his flag in the ground and said, nah, I'm the best player in the NBA. I agree. I think that... It's going to be an extremely difficult decision for Kawhi Leonard to walk away from this, right? And I think that that is indicative of these reports are indicative of this disrespect that we, as I mentioned in the jump of the show, that I've been conditioned to uh, be absorbed in when it comes to the Toronto Raptors, right? I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think it was random that the second the Toronto Raptors win the championship. Woj has to tweet out something about the Wizards and Masai. I do not buy for a second that that was, you know, just just timing, bad timing. I don't, I don't buy that. But regardless, put that aside for a second. Right now, the Raptors have the opportunity to really grab hold of the NBA. And if I'm the NBA... I want Kawhi Leonard to stay with the Raptors. And it's simply because you want to make this a global sport? What better team has a global outreach than the Toronto Raptors? We're talking about a diverse culture here. Not just in Toronto, just in Canada in general. This is the only non-American team. What kind of a statement? What? That's such a positive statement, saying that a non-American team can win your championship and had that Larry O.B., driving around in a bus in a parade with 3 million plus people? That is amazing. What better way to make your sports an international sensation, your organization an international phenomenon than having a non-American team represent that? And I know before when we say Canada wins, not we, but the talking heads saying Canada winning the title, that sounds like almost dirty. Like, oh, well, let's wipe ourselves clean of that. Now they're reaping the benefits. Now they're saying, oh, wait, as you mentioned they're selling out merchandise quicker than anybody right i want to say blake murphy tweeted out that sales are up a hundred percent from last year and 80 percent from the most they've ever sold after a finals championship win that is huge that is huge so if i'm the nba i'm hoping that messiah can work his magic to keep this alive for as long as possible and i do think that we maybe when we had these doubts about Kawhi going to the Clippers, we maybe sort of disregard, dare I say, the genius of Masai Ujiri in in his way, in his words, to have people gravitate towards this this team in this country, in this city, that make them want to be here and make them want to experience this again and again. I have no doubt that Masai Ujiri is going to push as hard as he ever has to make sure Kawhi Leonard is a Toronto Raptor for at least one year. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like The case has been made. We, we, we've emphasized everything Kawhi Leonard has wanted. He wanted, he wanted a particular attention paid to his health, load management, he wanted a winning team. Masai Ujiri did not have to do anything at the trade deadline. He saw an opportunity. He acquired Marcus All. He parted ways with another franchise favorite in Valanchunas, along with DeLon Wright and CJ Miles, because he wa- it was, you know what? 
this isn't enough. I we're going to if and he had the big view. He he said if we're going to go up against Philly, we need an Embiid stopper or the closest a human being can can be to to stopping someone like Joel Embiid. Like what Marc Gasol did in these playoffs, he was the most effective in the first two rounds, stopping Vucevic, stopping Embiid, and that kind of gets lost the further we advance. Plus, that feels like that happened five years ago as well. Right. But right. without him shutting down Vucevic, without him shutting down Embiid, particularly Embiid, I wasn't too worried about the magic. Philly. Philly kind of proved that maybe they were the second best team in the NBA behind the Raptors, and we had to play them in the second round. And if we did not have Gasol to guard Embiid, we would not have won that series. I believe we would have went home in the second round. So Messiah Jury keeps proving again and again and again that he is the best decision maker in the league. And I don't even care if you're a basketball player. I don't care what your profession is. If you work for somebody that is the best in that profession, you do not leave that. Whether you're working in a law firm, whether you're working in a doctor's office, whether you're a secretary, you do not leave that. And that is what I keep coming back to when I say I am confident Kawhi Leonard will stay. And it would almost be cruel if he left with all those little breadcrumbs that he's left behind with the five more years chant at yesterday's parade. But it also goes to what you say. If he left, I will, I will mourn it. I will be disappointed. But when he comes back, I will, I'll be stand, whether I'm at the arena or at home, I'm standing up giving this guy an applause because he took us somewhere that we never thought was possible. It was always like, yeah, you know, maybe we can get to the finals, but it never really seemed. We almost said, if you speak it, maybe it will happen, but we right. never really kind of believed it. He, he kind of showed us that that is possible. And if he leaves, you know what? We're still in great shape. We have world champion, most improved player, Pascal Siakam to build around. And what everything I'm just saying about Masai Ujiri, do not doubt this guy that the next quote-unquote Kawhi, he'll find a way to get. It makes you just reflect on Masai Ujiri, right? And I think you're, what you're saying is absolutely true, right? It makes you wonder, just think about it for a second. I can count on one hand with one finger, how many moves that I'm thinking, probably not the best move you've ever made, Masai. Just one. And that's the Damari Carroll signing. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, anything else that you... Maybe if you really want to talk about the moves that didn't happen, it's trading Kyle Lowry to the Knicks, but it, I, I know he wasn't responsible for making that not happen. But if you want to talk about what is actually put out into existence and happened, just Damari Carroll. Other than that, everything that he's done has benefited and pushed this organization further, right? And if if Kawhi Leonard decides to leave, the Toronto Raptors, and I hate saying this, and I mean no disrespect, the Toronto Raptors never stood a chance of keeping him anyway, right? It has to be region. It has to be family. And if Toronto's just not in the cars, that's just the way it is, man. I'm sorry. Like, um, like you, I'll be disappointed. On the other hand, I'm thinking I can't really knock a man for doing what he thinks is best for his family or being close to his family. You can't really knock that. Um, But then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. With this track record of success that Masai Ujiri has exhibited in this organization, I have no reason to fear. Like, I have nothing to worry about when it comes to this future of this organization. People are going to be thinking, oh, we don't have Kawhi. There's no way we can get to the playoffs. There's no way we can get to the NBA Finals. Uh-uh, man. No, no, no. Masai Ujiri can make that happen, right? And I think it was you that said on an earlier podcast that he would say to Kawhi, hey, Kawhi would say to him, rather, hey, you know, I, I'll stay, but can you build around me? And Masai would say, hey, I got you, didn't I? Let me worry about that. And I think that could be echoed to all the fans. Like, hey, 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 I got Kawhi Leonard. Let me worry about the future of the organization. You guys just sit back and enjoy the ride because I can make this possible. I have no doubt in my mind that if Kawhi Leonard does decide to leave, we are in good hands, not just with the Pascal Siakams on this team, but for the future. 
Maybe there's other moves in the works. Actually, I'm sure of it that will push this organization further because if there's anything that Masai has proven, it's that he's always wanted to make this team successful. And just because we won a championship does not mean that's ending anytime soon. Yeah, and we, we've touched upon, and, and I'm not the first person to say this, it's been a constant thing. Masai made a lot of unpopular decisions last offseason, and I don't think anybody else would have that confidence to, to think that they are making the right decision in that moment. He believed in his heart of hearts that this team with DeRozan, as much as we love DeMar, and unfortunately, you know, like anytime we talk about quiet, DeMar has to come up because that was the deal, right? Yes. Messiah Jerry looked in the mirror and said, this isn't good enough. He didn't care that LeBron left because I don't think a DeRozan-led squad coached by Casey, again, gets past Philadelphia. And he he went all in when other franchises and organizations chose not to. How stupid does this sound that Danny Ainge did not want to give up Jalen Brown for Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> Masai Jerry said, look, you don't want to get rid of a 20-year-old? I'm going to get rid of a franchise icon, a Canadian icon for Kawhi Leonard. That takes courage. That takes confidence. That takes... Something that most people don't have because it's easy to ride that wave of success, see the money coming in, make the playoffs, hope, cross your fingers and hope you become like the 2011 Mavericks and DeMar catches hot and, and goes all the way to the finals one year. Like he, he said, this is not good enough. And you know what? And the fans started to think, as evidenced by our last year's therapy session that this is not good enough winning makes you want to have more winning i remember the feeling of chatting with friends saying man if we could be 500 this year man that's going to be amazing 500 <laughs> oh man if we could get the eight seed you know sneak in and you know put up a fight maybe win a game that's going to be amazing man maybe we could get home court advantage in the first round maybe we could go to seven maybe we could advance to the second round oh man the eastern conference finals is just right there man maybe we could get there at some point the fan base the organizations kind of came to the conclusion that this is not enough. And DeMar DeRozan, he said it best. He was the sacrifice that had to be made. And I love DeMar. I have so much respect for him. He laid the foundation for this. Without him, literally without him, we do not have Kawhi Leonard. And Masai Ujiri, yes, we should have faith in him. He might even be invigorated more so if Kawhi leaves. Like, okay, I need to show it to Kawhi now that maybe he made the wrong decision. And he's going to look back like Vince Carter did when he left the Raptors and say, you know what, I kind of had I kind of had it good there. I shouldn't have left. He's going to, like how Tracy McGrady says, you know what, I should have stuck with Vince Carter. I shouldn't have left. Like Masai Ujiri, whatever happens... He's got a plan. There's some whiteboard somewhere with a path somewhere. And he has to know. I know all the players, they say the typical things. Oh, we don't know. I'm going to make a decision. I'm not going to think about this till after the playoffs. Messiah Jury, I guarantee you, knows today, this moment, this second, if Kawhi Leonard is coming back. These conversations don't suddenly happen on June 30th. There's winks. There's nods. There's, there's indications giving. And... Messiah Jury is already prepping for that. And even though we keep hearing, we heard when Kawhi was traded, it's either Clippers and maybe the Raptors, if, 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 if anything, if they can make the finals, maybe that'll be enough to convince them. We won the freaking title. And if Kawhi Leonard is a man of his word, said he's all about winning, well, man, come win here, man. You have an entire country backing you up. You say a sentence, it goes on a t-shirt, they sell millions of copies of it. I've never seen anything in my life like that. You think about like the the Vince Carter shoes that came out uh, when he was in Toronto. I don't think they were flying off the shelves as much of a black 100% cotton t-shirt with two or three words in Times New Roman font with correct grammar on it with a period at the end. That is unheard of. 
Like, this is Austin 316 level type of memorabilia we're talking about. And it's simple. Beautiful, beautiful right? analogy. It's simple. It's simple. It's pure. It's right there for you. And anybody can wear it. Anybody. Why would you walk away from this? I am always in a state of conflict when it comes to this thinking of what Kawhi is going to do. Now that this is settled, now that we have, you know, won the championship, I know, like, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, and it took uh, a buddy of mine on Twitter, Ryan, to tell me, look, enjoy what is happening right now. Don't worry about whether or not he's going to stay. Enjoy it, because we're in the playoffs. We're hunting for a championship. Enjoy it. And it really snapped me out of it and said, you know what, you're right. I'm not absorbing this moment right now. I'm just, like, projecting into the future. Now that we have it, it's kind of like this is the natural next step. This is the natural next step in terms of the ripple effect that this could have with the organization as a whole, right? Kawhi's decision is going to have ramifications as to the future of this team. And I don't mean that in a negative way. But again, we could see a radically different Toronto Raptors team in the start of 2019-2020 season, right? It, it, It wouldn't shock me if Kawhi does decide to go to the Clippers if Marcus is like, you know what, I've won a championship. I could probably get a pretty good contract elsewhere. I'm going to go elsewhere. right? It, that wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if Danny Green, if, if, first of all, it wouldn't surprise me if the Toronto Raptors declined to have Danny Green back on this team. But it wouldn't surprise me if Kawhi leaves Danny Green is like, you know what, feelings kind of mutual. I'll go elsewhere. That doesn't mean that Masai can't build another championship contender like in the thick of it, like right away. I'm not talking about a complete rebuild. I'm talking about like immediately in the off season. I'm just saying that this is going to be a ripple effect, and I'm kind of wrestling with myself because I'm maybe like you. On the one hand, I'm like, I could totally see him going to L.A. On the other hand, I'm like, why would he leave this? So it's very conflicting, and I'm not sure that I'm alone in this. I think the majority, if not the entirety, of the Raptors fan community is thinking the same thing. Like, it's really kind of a mindfuck how this is working right now. Yeah, it's true because we keep saying it. There's nothing more. We we gave him he he has a title for his time in Toronto. You know, that is the best case scenario. It's like there's nothing more we can do. You have a, a superstar in the wings and Pascal Siakam. You go to the Clippers, you're you're gonna be kind of playing with like a couple 20, 21 year olds. Um, hoping one of them becomes half as good as Pascal Siakam. It's, it's, I think a lot of this confusion or mixed feelings comes from the fact that, A, we don't know, and Kawhi is not one to tip his hat to anything or has made he's – he's, he's not a person who emotes – like he 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 the like he hasn't sort of given his moment like I am part of Toronto. It almost feels like we've transplanted him in here. We said win us we hired him to win us a title. That's what he did. Contract served. You did your job. Thanks so much, man. It's like we need him to now reciprocate the love that Canada, Toronto has given him. And DeRozan was not shy to do that. He expressed his love so many times, and that's why we loved him so much, because he wanted to be here. But Kawhi's a different type of player. He's a different type of personality. And we just want that moment of where he says to us, I love you too, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's as simple as, it's as, simple as like a, having a crush where you, you like them and all you just want for them is to say, I like you too. Whether that is, you know, like him saying... Like, that's why we cling to these breadcrumbs when he says, you know, I kind of grown to like the four seasons in, in Toronto. Like, he's staying. He loves all four seasons. Yeah. We're trying to, like, read the subtle clues like you would read in a prospective partner. Oh, she she waved to me. I think she likes me. Like, yeah. we've, we've told Kawhi we love him. We said, if you want to commit to us, we'll be loyal to you. We'll, we'll, we'll have a – let's have this successful relationship. But he hasn't given us the thumbs up yet. And when that happens, if that happens – Man, like it's gonna be if he commits to this franchise, and it's if it's as simple as him coming out with a New Balance shirt that says he stay. Like, 
Yeah. It's, it's the, like whatever love is in the city now, like him resigning. There might even be a parade for him resigning. <laughs> Who knows? Like you, it's you players like this come around once in a lifetime and he, not, I don't should say once in a lifetime, once in a generation. And you're lucky. You're lucky if your franchise can find a way to get him We or draft him. We got him in what I can't even think who went somewhere in a year and a didn't join a super team, but came to a team that had its flaws that didn't really have that second superstar in the waiting and said, get on my back. We're winning the title. That's what he did. And it's so freaking impressive. And we, we want that reciprocation now from him, and that's what we're waiting for. Like when Demar was a free agent, we were like, "Yeah, yeah, he's staying." Well, I, no one was sweating it, right? Like he's going to stay in Toronto with Kawhi. We know nothing, and as soon as he reciprocates, as soon as he commits, there's going to be another layer of love, of celebration, of jubilation on top of this title that is going to further put Toronto on the map. It's. It's one of those things that you're going to look at this and examine everything and over-examine it. I'm not saying you in particular. I'm just hanging around. Well, I will, Adam. I will. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> all of us. I'm doing it as well. Like, you see Kyle Lowry, like, before the five-more-year chant, the crowd it took it upon themselves to chant one more year, being pretty gracious about it and conservative about it, and he's holding up his index finger and smiling, right? He's... I feel like if he wasn't really buying in, he'd be like, ha cool, cool story, guys. Like, he'd just, like, pump his fist or something. But it, he's sticking up one finger. Maybe I'm falling guilt, falling victim of what you were saying. Like, I'm reading these tea leaves. I'm reading in between the lines. and be like, oh, that means he's staying. And, you know, and, and on the other hand, I'm thinking, well, if he didn't say... I stay or he stay or rip off a shirt with like NWO style. He stay up on the stage. Like maybe he's not staying. Like, I don't know. It's, it's so conflicting. And that is why, like, again, I have to remind myself that with the brilliance of Masai Ujiri and how he hasn't failed us, he really hasn't failed us in any aspect. I have to put my full faith and trust into this and to him. And first of all, that I, that he's staying, he being Masai Ujiri. Masai Ujiri's not going to Washington. I don't buy that for a second. No, the um, report actually came out today. Actually, the Washington Wizards organization actually said we're not pursuing Masai Ujiri. They actually put out an official statement. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure... It. I'm sure MLSE had something to do with uh, with that and saying, don't even fucking think about it because it's probably <laughs> going to cost you like four or five first-round picks. It's not happening. Um, because let's not forget, he if they do acquire him, it's probably going to be a trade, and that value is going to be something that the Wizards are not going to be comfortable with parting. Um, but having said that, I have my faith in this organization. I have my faith in Messiah Jerry. Whether or not Kawhi leaves, it was a beautiful story, and this leads me to this. We are conditioned, going back to this, as Raptors fans, and thinking, where do we go from here? Like, what do we have to do to get over the hump? And this is new. This is new, uncharted territory, and that is what leads me to think, like, I'm, it's still not clicking because my impulse is to say, what do we got to do to improve? What do we got to do to get over the hump? What do we got to do to get to the finals? What do we have to do to be taken seriously? That's gone. Right, That is erased, and it's weird because that's sort of part of the Raptors fanhood identity, and it's gone. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just new. So having said that, what do we do? Where do we go from here? What is the next step as Toronto Raptors fans? What should we expect for the future? Well, the good news is, whether Kawhi stays or leaves, we have a building block. We have Pascal Siakam, the dude like his him his bare minimum now his floor in the finals was him scoring twelve points. That's him at his worst. Mm-hmm. In game one he had thirty two. In game six he had twenty six. In game three he dropped eighteen. In game four he dropped nineteen. He averaged close to twenty points per game during the finals shooting 50% from the field he is going to take an astronomical leap next season i'm talking about this dude averaging 25 points per game 
and that Pascal Siakam with or with Leonard, amazing, an amazing duo. One more year of Lowry. Hopefully the wheels don't come off. You keep building around that. If not, you have Pascal Siakam, and he's almost the prototypical player you want to build around. He fills every hole in the sense of whoever you bring in, he can accommodate that player. He can guard all five positions. He is two years away from his prime. He's up for a con- he's up for an extension this summer. Next summer he would be restricted. So depending Masai Ujiri has options with Siakam. And there's also a thing of knowing you've been to the mountaintop, knowing you've won. That gives you the, the, these players a level of confidence that they didn't have before those doubts that we've experienced as fans how you described okay what do we have to do to get over the hump right these guys these these players that will be back next year siakam i'm assuming lowry i'm assuming fred van fleet og ananobi even though he was injured these guys are championships our champions they now have that championship dna they had moments throughout this postseason run where they were they they could have they they bent and they could have broken but they did not and that that builds up something for the following seasons to come so without leonard we have siakam you retool around him you defend your title and and Masai Ujiri views that the same way he wants to defend his title that he won that he helped construct the roster that won so there's lots to look forward to we we have all of our draft picks after we give the one to San Antonio this year we haven't made any bad deals in the past where we're out compensation going forward that we will have maximum cap space potentially next summer with Lowry with the Baca coming off the books. If Gasol opts in, you're looking. What do those guys make? A combined eighty million. Mm, like the next, there, yeah. the next superstars in the waiting. And if if we're ones to focus on breadcrumbs and stuff, the Giannis to Toronto rumors have always kind of lingered there. And I have always wondered why. Why has that been there? It hasn't been with any other franchise. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you always see. You have, with the NBA becoming a global sport, more and more international players are coming into the league. More and more international players are becoming successes. They're becoming franchise players. And they look to Toronto. I'm not talking about the Raptors. I'm not talking about the organization. I'm talking about the city itself as a place they want to live that reminds them of home in terms of diversity, ethnicity, acceptance. Like, there's... Toronto's at the hub of this, and there's going to be ripple effects from this championship that we won't even expect, whether it's the next star player signing and saying, you know what, when they won in 2019, that was amazing. And this fan base, I want to come and be cheered by that. Like you said earlier, like we don't fully understand the ripple effects that this will have caused. And we have a great decision maker. We don't have a poor decision maker where we're like, oh my God, our front office is so inept. They're so dumb. What are they doing? Like you have, like we have faith and Masai Ujiri, he's proven over and over again that he will make the right, even if it's unpopular, the right decision. And he's going to have more home runs than he's going to have strikeouts. And he's not scared to swing for the fences. He's not trying to hit singles. He's trying to hit home runs. He's trying to win titles. And, you know, like this, this is amazing. This started in 2014, this We the North era, and it and it climaxed in 2019 with this title. And I don't think we're done yet. I think this is the seeds of potentially a dynastic run of not the, the Lowry DeRozan era where it was like, maybe if this will happen, like we've developed a taste for this title. And now we believe that we can overcome this. We believe that the bad luck is not going to happen. It's, it, it, there's ramifications for this. There's butterfly effects to this that we we don't even know yet. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. It's true, right? And, you know, if, if Kawhi Leonard decides to go elsewhere, again, the ripple effect that we're talking about when it comes to his decision, 
max contract on the save but on the table for Pascal Siakam right away. Like a max extension, keep him in your franchise for as long as possible. Because I think you're right. I think that we have not even seen the ceiling of this kid yet. He hasn't even scratched it yet. And he's already the MIP. Bar none, MIP. And I think you're right. I think the next step for him is to take this giant leap forward. And it's funny that you mentioned Giannis. I think the reason why there's some you know, whispers or some some correlation between him and the Raptors because him and Masai are kind of close, right? And I think that, again, maybe this is all systematic when it comes to Masai Ujiri. You, you said it. Marcus Saul could opt in one more year left after that. Like, this is it. If he opts into this year, that's it. Then he's a free agent. Serge Ibaka, this is his final year on his contract next season. Kyle Lowry, final year on the contract. Fred Van Vliet, Finally, you're on the contract. We will have a boatload of money. And guess who's going to be a free agent at that point? Giannis. I don't think that that is necessarily you know, a coincidence there. Maybe that's something. I can't put it past Masai Ujiri at this point because he's so forward-thinking and systematic that anything is possible. Anything is possible. Uh, look, there are a plethora of superstars available not named Kawhi Leonard. Obviously not to the degree and to the ability that Kawhi Leonard possesses. I get it. But is it really the end of the world, locker room and chemistry aside, is it really the end of the world if, say, we sign a, without having to trade for him this time, a Jimmy Butler? I'm not saying that's championship material, but I would be kind of happy with that. Seeing what he performed like in the playoffs, I wouldn't really scoff at that. And I think that is, again, something you can build around. There are options, is my point. Maybe not Jimmy Butler in particular, but there are options. It is not over. By any means, it's not. There are a lot of things, there are a lot of pieces that could be brought onto the table to this Toronto Raptors team to make them a legitimate title defender at this point. How many times have we said, this team's a title contender? No, no, no. We're a title defender. And I do think that Masai Ujiri will do whatever it takes to make sure that ship continues to sail. Yeah, I, I I fully agree. And this is not like how when LeBron left Cleveland the second time and the team had such a horrible season this past season. Like if Kawhi leaves, we're still in contention, I believe. If this roster stays the same, I'm sure Masai Jury would add something to replace Kawhi. I still think we are battling for a top four seed in the Eastern Conference. We, sure. would, we would be just as good with Pascal Siakam as our star player as we were when DeMar DeRozan as our star player. And I think Siakam has a higher ceiling than DeMar DeRozan as a star player in terms of positional versatility and whatnot. So the future might not be as the wattage might not be as bright as if Kawhi stayed, but man, we are set up to be a really good team. Kawhi leaves. We're set up to be a really good team where we're ready. We're ready to pounce, to grab someone, a free agent, a trade to get that, our, that next version of Kawhi to make us victorious. And man, no one saw the rise of Siakam this season, man. Like it's almost unprecedented. The step that he took for a whatever he went 27th overall pick they don't do that kind of things those players picked in that sort of range and i'm excited to see what that next step looks for him and two years ago was the emergence of fred van fleet last this season was the emergence of pascal siakam and i'm expecting a third year bump from og hell It's an audio, man. It's happening. It's an audio. <laughs> we're, 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 if Kawhi leaves us, we're not left in the lurches. It's not a dumpster fire. And this, this team would, will take pride with or without Kawhi in defending that title. It could be worse. And I know that's a terrible way to sort of wrap it up, but it could be worse. Think about it, Raptors fans. If Kawhi leaves, where would you rather be right now? Kawhi less, but champions? That's what we are, if that happens. Or would you rather be the 76ers, who God knows what's going to happen. Tobias Harris might not resign there. Jimmy Butler might not resign there. Now you're left with Simmons and Embiid? 
What's going to happen there? Do you think that they are title contenders at that point? I don't. Or, even worse, and not to shit on the region, you could be Boston Celtics fans, who had Kyrie Irving, who wants nothing to do with them. In fact, there was a report today saying he's ghosting that team, not even returning their calls. This GM refused to trade away Jalen Brown, as you mentioned, for Kawhi Leonard. This year, he refused to trade Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis. That organization is screwed. What would you rather be? I put my full trust in Masai Ujiri, and I put my full trust in this team as defending champions, knowing that the best is yet to come. We are in good hands. Let's let's win another one, goddammit. Let's do it. We have a whole summer to celebrate, Adam. I'm going to be... We have a whole year to celebrate. Like, <laughs> titles are forever, man. Like, what, what did Ric Flair say? Diamonds are forever, man. And you can't take this. There's going to be a banner. Kids are going to look up at that. And, you know... Um, and I've and I've and I've made the joke before on your podcast. My my birthday's in June. Every year, my wife would ask me, "What do you want for your birthday?" She'd ask me like three months out in March, and I would jokingly say, "Man, I want the Raptors to be playing in the finals." We'd both laugh, realizing it's it's not a possibility. It happened this year. They played Game Five on my birthday. Did we win the title on my birthday? No. But when I tell my kids and when I tell my grandkids, I'm going to tell them we won the title on my birthday in 2019. <laughs> close enough, right? At that point, close enough. Look, <laughs> we're getting a Christmas Day game. We're putting up a banner in the rafters saying not just Eastern Conference Finals winners, but we're going to put up a banner that says NBA champions. It is good to be a Toronto Raptors fan. Soak it in. Take it in. Take the whole summer to let it soak in and let it sink in because this is beautiful. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've all had our sights set on, and we have it. Peter, your perfectly 100% legitimate Larry O'Brien trophy will be coming into the mail, <laughs> and you put that you put that on your mantle or wherever you're putting it on with pride, man. Put it on there the, with I'm pride. I'm going to walk the streets with it. Don't doubt Do that it. for a second. Do it. Do it. And I'm telling you this right now. I mentioned this on the on the Instant Reaction Show. Couldn't make it up for the parade. All right? And I, it is unfortunate, but look, my daughter's first birthday kind of had the priorities. But this is I, what, thought, this I is, thought it was because you owed me a beer and you were trying to get out of that debt. <laughs> no, no, no. This is where, see, now this comes full circle. In October, I already talked to my wife. We're coming up. Whether we go to the first game of the season or not, that is unknown. But we're going to come up. And I've already investigated studios in the area to have podcast time. This is your official invite for a face-to-face pod in October. We'll talk. We'll preview the season right then and there. I'm coming up in October for the season beginning. It's happening. Perfect. It's happening. Beautiful. I love it. And Adam, if you're here for the first game of the year, consider me. We're going together. Done. Whether we're, we're, we're going, whether it's with our wives or you and I or a group or whatever, we're going to that game. Beers on me. Done deal. <laughs> I owe it to you anyway. Um, but look, we're, we're going to wrap this up here. I want to thank everybody for this awesome season, the interactions that I've had, and I'm sure, Peter, you had as well. Getting in touch with everybody, expanding the web, as I like to say, interacting with so many Toronto Raptors fans. This has been a truly special year. I hope it continues to build. I hope the web continues to grow. I am forever in everyone's debt for every interaction I've ever had. You you included, Peter. That's why I'm giving you beers when I come <laughs> up there. This has been a beautiful season, and I will never forget this. Having said that, you know the deal, dude. Promote anything you got going on where people can interact with you to expand that web themselves the floor is yours thank you adam we we part this we part our ways today as as nba champions and i'm glad that we didn't have to do a devastating therapy session podcast that we got to do this this celebratory the celebratory podcast tonight and you can find my work at lifeinrepeat.com. 
Um, I had a few people reach out to me saying, hey, Pete, how come you haven't written during the finals? I made a deliberate choice choice not to write during the finals because I wanted to absorb it as a fan as much as I could. But you can bet from this moment forward, we're going to start having more and more content. Plus, there was so many much great content out there. I didn't want my words of wisdom to be lost in the shuffle. So you can find my work at lifeinrepeat.com. I'm on Twitter at Life in Repeat. Give me a follow. I'm always chatting Raptors. Would appreciate the follow. Check out my stuff. Let me know what you think. And for the final time in the 2018-19 season, I say this. Too bad my Larry O'Brien trophy isn't here so I could be holding it as I'm saying it. But Adam, hit my music. I think I keep I've got the looks that drives a cool while I've got the mood that really moves I said chill up and down this fine I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Jays and Raptors. I'm just a sexy boy. Not your boy toy. It's your heart.